Well, the Big 12 Conference goes 5-2 and two in first-round NCAA tournament games. Pretty good. You'll take it. And now it's time for five of these teams to punch sweet 16 tickets. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference. Thanks for being here. You'll take 5-2 and two for sure. But gosh, West Virginia let one slip away. That one still is frustrating. And then Iowa State... That was just embarrassing. The Cyclones embarrassed themselves in that NCAA tournament game against Pitt. That's just, you know, I love Iowa State, love the fan base, but let's be honest, that performance was an embarrassment. So 5-2 and two you'll take, but at the same time, you're looking at this first round and still feeling like there were missed opportunities for those two teams in potentially moving on to the second round. But now... Let's see how many Big 12 teams ultimately can punch that ticket to the Sweet 16. Can five teams do it? It wouldn't shock me at all if five Big 12 teams made the Sweet 16. You know, Kansas taken on Arkansas, Texas and Penn State, K-State, Kentucky, Baylor, Creighton, TCU, Gonzaga. It's one of these things where I could see five making it, or I could see like two. Either end of that would not shock me one bit because I think quite a few of these games are coin flip games going into the second round this weekend. So uh, it is great to have you on board. Thanks for being here as we set get set for the second round games, give you our previews and predictions, and then also we'll get to some of your comments on Facebook Live as well um, as we wrap up the show. So be sure to pop those in the Facebook chat, and we'll get to those as we wrap up the conversation here. So as we look at the second round games, let's start off and talk about Kansas and Arkansas. So don't get me wrong, both these teams are very good, well-deserving of where they're at. Arkansas could easily be a higher seed than where they ended up. But you look at this game and you say to yourself, okay, Bill Self is not coaching, that's number one. What does that mean? Not a big concern to me. Why? Because Bill Self hasn't coached now for a couple of weeks. These guys are getting adjusted to Norm Roberts. If this had just happened a couple days ago, I'd feel differently. But now Norm Roberts has coached these guys the last, what, five games? Big 12 tournament plus, of course, you know, the opening round of the NCAA tournament. So that doesn't bother me in this game. Here's what I'm looking at for this one. I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, Arkansas beat Illinois and didn't shoot all that well. That was an aberration. Arkansas is 3-9 and nine when shooting under 45%. They got to do better. But the good thing for Kansas is that the defense allows just 42% shooting for the Jayhawks. That is a very good setup for Kansas going into this game. On top of that, you look at an Arkansas team that really doesn't do anything from downtown at all. They turn the ball over way too much um, and... Kansas is a team that doesn't get to the free throw line in bunches, but it's physical on the inside, and they can force their way to some free points. So I'm looking at this from a Kansas perspective, and I'm saying, okay, that's a matchup that I like. That's a matchup that for Kansas is a good thing going into this game. Now, as is always the case for Kansas, the scoring has to come from somebody other than Jalen Wilson. It cannot be all Jalen Wilson. But Kansas is efficient, and that's what they are more so than any other team in this league. They are efficient on offense. They can play up tempo. They can slow this thing down. And if they get that secondary score like Grady Dick going, which I believe they will, they will be in a very good position to win this game 
And I like the Jayhawks going on to the Sweet 16, beating Arkansas 72-65 to on Saturday. Next up, Texas and Penn State. Let's talk about these two teams in the second round NCAA tournament matchup. So you look at what Penn State did in the opening round. They hit 48% from the field. They cranked up 13 threes. They were never really in any sort of danger. When they hit from the outside, they are money. Penn State is 14-1 and when they hit more than 40% of their three-pointers. That's a good place to be. But here's the thing. You look at Texas, and Texas is the kind of team that can do it all. They can stop you outside. They can play up-tempo. They can hit the three-ball themselves when they're feeling it. So they are right now one of the hottest teams in this country. And they deserve all the props that they are getting as a popular Final Four pick in this game. The Longhorns are long, no pun intended. They're active. They force mistakes. This team is as good as it gets at forcing mistakes. They have the number one turnover margin in the Big 12 Conference by a wide margin at plus 4.3. That's almost a full turnover more than Iowa State, who was second in the Big 12 this past season in turnover margin. So that is a great spot for Texas as they go into this game against Penn State. And meantime, you look at Penn State, they were negative in turnover margin. Penn State can get sloppy with the ball. And the last thing you want to be in the NCAA tournament is a sloppy team, especially if you're not hitting your shots early on. Now, Penn State's draining three-pointers. That could be different. But remember this, Texas beat a Colgate team that was the best three-point shooting team in America coming into that game. I know it's Colgate, but still, that was the best three-point shooting team in America. And they held the Raiders to 3 of 15 from downtown. They forced them to go inside, and that didn't work one bit. So I like Texas going to the Sweet 16, 75-70 over Penn State. Let's dive into the Sunday games. Three games on Sunday for Big 12 teams in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Kansas State will play Kentucky. For a chance to get to the Sweet 16, by the way, it's a matchup of the uh, 2018 Sweet 16 matchup. Kansas State upset Kentucky to get to the Elite Eight that year. Now, here's what's incredibly concerning to me for Kansas State. I don't know how they stop Oscar Toshibwe. I don't know how they do it. This guy is a double-double machine. Big man for Kentucky. He's averaging 16 points, 13 boards per game. Uh, He had 25 rebounds. 25 rebounds in Kentucky's opener against Providence. That number was the most in any tournament game since 1977. He had 11 offensive rebounds. That is a huge reason on how this Kentucky team stayed in control of this game against Providence when both offenses were just struggling like crazy in that second half. So K-State's not a great rebounding team. Let's be very clear. They are not a great rebounding team, bottom half of the Big 12 in rebounding margin. So that's a concern for me coming in. I just don't know what Kansas State can do or will do to slow down Oscar Toshibwe. Now, Kentucky is the kind of team that is not going to hit any three-pointers. That's not what they are. They have great athleticism, good length. We know that. But, man, they are not going to light you up from downtown by any stretch. So Kansas State should feel like it's always going to be in this game. I don't see Kentucky running away with this thing. 
But at the same time, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I don't know what K-State can do effectively outside of using its veteran guards and, and slowing this game down, although Kentucky doesn't play very fast anyway, to the point where they can methodically win this game. And I see them having a very difficult time doing it. And that's why I believe that Kentucky takes down Kansas State 64-58 to in a lower scoring game. That even may be high scoring by these two team standards. But I think Kentucky wins 64-58 to over Kansas State on Sunday. Next up, Baylor and Creighton. These two teams are very much mirror images of each other. Creighton is 3-8 and eight when scoring fewer than 72 points. But uh, to put this more specifically, they don't lose when they're crushing it from three. They're 9-1 and one when making 11 or more three-pointers. These guys are dominant from three-point range. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Baylor is first in the Big 12 in three-point shooting percentage. So they both love the three ball. And on top of that, they're both very good free-throw shooting teams. Now, here's where this game differs to me. Here's where I believe that Baylor gets the edge in this game. Baylor is the number one offensive rebounding team in the Big 12. And Creighton is last in the Big East in turnover margin. So those two things make a difference. Baylor's a great offensive rebounding team. Second chance points are going to make a difference in a game that's going to be tight. And then Creighton does not control the ball. As good as Creighton is, and Creighton, you look at all the team stats, you watch the Big East, they're one of the best teams in that conference. They do not protect the ball. And in the NCAA tournament, in a game of runs, it's a cliche, but if you do not protect the ball, you're going to find yourself in a position where some of those turnovers are going to lead to key buckets. And ultimately, I believe Baylor will pull away 78-74 to over Creighton in the second round. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. It's good to be here with you as we talk about these second-round games. Uh, TCU-Gonzaga, the last of the second-round games involving Big 12 teams. Let's talk about that game. So Gonzaga... Three-point shot, that's what they do. They are going to shoot threes. They're also going to give up a lot of threes. That's what Gonzaga does. That's their game. They're number one in the nation in scoring. They are number one in the nation in field goal percentage. And you know what? It's well-deserved. But TCU, I don't believe that they have seen necessarily a team, at least as of late, that can lock them down in the way that TCU can. TCU's defense, to me, is underrated, not just from a field goal shooting percentage, but from a three-point percentage on defense. They have the second-best defense in stopping three-pointers of any team in the Big 12. That's impressive. And by the way, TCU's level of competition is much higher than Gonzaga's, which we all know. So that's got to factor into the equation here as well. And then you look at this game and you say, okay, TCU, top three in combined rebounds in the Big 12, top three in offensive rebounds in the Big 12. Um, if this game is close, neither team is very good from the free throw line. So we should note that. But I also think if the game ends up being close down the stretch, I like the team that first off played a very close game on Friday night in TCU, had to come back to win that game, and has played the higher level of competition. So I have got TCU beating Gonzaga 64-62. to 
late on Sunday in the second round of the NCAA tournament as the Horn Frogs end up in the Sweet 16. There you go. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Uh, let's see what we've got here on some of the comments on Facebook Live. I know, I know you K-State fans are not going to be happy with some of what I'm saying here, but once again, I can't well, I guess I could pick every team to win, but I, I'm going to give you a straight shot here. And I don't know how K-State ends up slowing down Oscar Toshibwe. I hope that Jerome Tang puts together an outstanding game plan to get it done. But that, to me, like oftentimes is the case in the NCAA tournament, it's about matchups. What is a good matchup? What is a not good matchup? Like Penn State's a, a good matchup for Texas. I believe in many ways uh, Creighton is a good matchup for Baylor. I think that for K-State, not that K-State can't get to a Sweet 16 and these other teams can, it's just a much more difficult matchup based on what the strengths and weaknesses are of every single team. Uh, what do we have on Facebook Live here? Pete, wouldn't be surprised if it's TCU, Alabama in the championship. Okay, all right. I, I know you're a TCU fan and you're sitting there and you're feeling good about a big win on Friday. But you had to come back to beat Arizona State. You got a couple of breaks. Don't apologize for them. But, I mean, you know, you were down significantly. You were down what? Seven points at halftime to Arizona State? Before we start talking national championship, can we get past Gonzaga, please? Can we do that first before we start talking about that? Come on, my man. Please. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Uh, Pete, I got Kansas going all the way. Uh, okay, great. Um, looking at some of the comments, Pete, I'm not worried about Bill Self being out today. I wouldn't be either. I don't think that's a, I, I, I just, if Kansas loses today, it's not going to be because Bill Self wasn't there. I, I think that this team has been playing now for Norm Roberts for the last couple of weeks. Everyone's comfortable. Everybody's on the same page. And it's going to work out well for all parties involved. So we'll be following. We'll be watching. Thank you for being here. Subscribe on YouTube. Share, of course, on Facebook and on the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. We appreciate every single one of you. Enjoy the madness. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.